this is one of them episodes uh, that that we, that we hope the masses tune into. We are talking about no other than the 2022-2023 Los Angeles Lakers. Um, LeBron's team out there at the Crypto Center, which has proven to be a fake website. Um, <laughs> we, need to re- we need to revert it back. To, to staples but you know i'm here as always with sean 5k uh let's introduce our guest real quick sean yes sir man we got friend of the show you know friend of the network uh all around good guy you gotta check him out check his pod out run it up podcast you can't check that out everywhere that podcasts are distributed so make sure you guys are checking my guy out my man does a really good podcast if you went to fancy football basketball stuff if you into the marvel comic book universe definitely make sure you are tapped in you know what I'm saying? Friend of the show I had to bring him back on so we can preview his sorry ass LA Lakers this year. What's going on, my G man? Pleasure to have you back <laughs> on here, brother. What's up, y'all? Always a pleasure to come on the draft season pod. Y'all been killing shit lately with the team review. So, you know, I had to tap in for, for my nice little Lakers right here. Yeah, man. Like I said, man, you know exactly that time of year. And it's always fun. Me and Raz, we try and bring, you know, as unbiased. You know what I'm saying? You know, content that we can give you guys. But it's also incredible when we can actually get in the fans, you know what I'm saying, that are watching every game, you know, that get pissed off at the intricacies, whether it's, you know, rotation minutes, you know, just overall, whatever it is that, you know, you get upset about when you're watching your team. You know, you can follow the journalists and all of the, you know, the beat reporters and the guys that follow the league. But when you get you when you hear it from the you know from the mouths of the actual fans, you know what I'm saying that watch the games every week, you get in it raw, you get in it uncut, and you get in the authentic, you know, Lakers experience. So I mean, Raz, without further ado, you know, we could get into the, you know, just talk about there's a lot of stuff. So there's always a million things, always a million narratives and, and storylines and you know, just things that are rolling around um the Lakers world. So, real quick, just to get the recap on what the offseason was like. And um, as we are about one week away from the NBA season kicking off, uh, you know, the roster that's coming into the season. Yeah. yeah. Um, so last season we know was a, was a hellish season for Lakers and their fans. Um, Russell Westbrook didn't really fit in. Guys dealt with a lot of injuries. They were 33 and 49 last year. Um, so obviously not what the Lakers are used to. We got an over under on them this year for 45 and a half. They brought in uh, Dennis Schroeder, um, LeBron, has extended his contract, so he, so yeah, <laughs> so so he's here for, for the, the the short term at least. Patrick Beverly, um, you know, everywhere he goes is playoffs per him. So Laker fans, you may be in luck. Lonnie Walker signed over Thomas Bryant, which probably a sneaky good signing for them. His back in LA, um, they 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 got the dude from from the Warriors who, you know. He Damian won, Jones. won, won. no, not even Damian Jones. I'm talking about JTA. Oh, oh, yeah, Damian, Damian Jones is there as well. Troy Brown Jr. They drafted um, Max Christie, who let me down repeatedly um, all year at Michigan State. So you know, I wish him nothing but the worst. Uh, Scotty <laughs> Pippen, Scotty Pippen Jr. Uh, you may have heard of his father. He's gonna have a good, uh, good uh, first his year in the league. I was about to say, might have heard of his mom's. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, cold, bro. Malik Malik Monk signed with the Kings. Kent Bazemore signed with the Kings. I called him Marcus Jordan, though. Uh-huh. <laughs> nah, that's, all right. THT to the Jazz, Stanley Johnson to the Jazz. So right now, this team is looking um, as a team that's going to be starting Dennis Schroeder, Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Thomas Bryant. So, fellas, 
What do we what do we think Just about I said Schroeder, Westbrook, LeBron James, Davis, and Thomas Bryant. I don't um, know if Dennis is starting. That's the unofficial depth chart. Yeah, yeah. I don't know well, if he's starting. It's, pro- it's probably going to be. I probably say. Well, we can, we'll get into the lineup in a minute. Yeah, That's yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. remains to be seen. Darvin Ham, you know, what I'm saying this is why he's getting paid millions of dollars to figure that out. Um, but let's let's start here, just in terms of we could do franchise overview type of you know, point of view where we're coming from, at least for you, Najee, we talk about the recent extension. I know, um, I don't know why, but Rob Palenka just a couple days ago, a few days ago, um, received a two-year extension, I believe it was, um, adding on to his tenure. You know, we talk about this Lakers team. Obviously, they are in the spotlight a lot. Obviously, you know, the re- they, they won a championship. So if we're just going off of flags fly forever, you know, Mission accomplished. It was a success. The problem is when you own an NBA team, it's about year to year. And, you know, you, you want to at least build as much of a you know a roster that can bring you stability and not fall off, you know, the absolute mountain and cliff that this team did last year. So I'm um, not sure what year exactly Palenka took over. I think it might have been 2017, 2018. 2017, GM. And then and like middle of the season, too, right, when they, when they brought yeah. him in. Yeah, it was him and Magic. Rank, yeah, yeah, the Magic. Though. So, including you know championship in general, um, taking that into consideration, because like I said, there's another raft that was put up in the crypto center, like Raz said. But if you had to put a grade on the Palenka era so far, you know, year to year, what would you give it? A to F. I feel like because of the chip, like when you bring only one team was the chip every year, obviously. So, like, I feel like the lowest I could go is like B. So oh, I I I, I, I would say like B, you feel me? Do I like Rob Plinka as a general manager or vice president of basketball ops, the leader of our, our organization? No. Um, do I think he should have got the extension? No. Um, I think that his tenure since LeBron has come has been very rocky. You know, we obviously won that the chip the year that we got AD in 2020, and then we got packed out by the Suns, and then we missed the playoffs. So you know, it's been worse and worse as the years have gone on uh he also made probably the worst trade in lakers history getting russell westbrook and uh we've about to come up on year two of that affecting our franchise because he hasn't been able to get from out under russell westbrook so i would probably if we didn't win the chip i would give him a cool d but since the chip we won the chip bubble chip whatever y'all want to say I'm, that's a chip regardless i'm gonna give him a cool b or no, B minus. B minus. I give him a B minus. You know, right on the cusp of C plus and B. But uh, yeah, I give Rob Plink a B minus since we on the chip. Raz, your thoughts? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go crazy. I'm not even. It's not even going crazy. I mean, I'm not a Lakers that, fan, so it's not really for me. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm not a Lakers fan, but I hate Lakers fans because you guys are just un, ungrateful, bro. Like it. It doesn't make any sense, you know. And this could be. And look, this could be coming from a place of pain because I root for poverty franchises, but um, one championship, how do you, how do you not get an A with a championship? Because bro, for me, I feel like had we not traded for Russ, I would have given him the A because we won the chip. But like in, in the having LeBron, like our timeline is so accelerated because he's what 36, 37. And so like, we don't know how much longer he's going to be in the league. So like to root basically chalk, two years of his career last year and probably this year 
not been able to get him out out from under Russ, like I feel like I got to take you down from that because like we could have been contenders last year, we could be contenders this year, but because of Russ, I feel like that's the biggest thing holding us back. And so I'm I'm definitely taking points off for the for, for the Russ trade to be honest. The making the worst trade in franchise history is crazy. Like, come on. Um, it's uh, we got to do some some thoughts back on that if that exactly is the worst trade and oh franchise I mean I think it's it might be the worst trade in the last decade I, in like, the last he, decade you, but you gotta understand Bron Bron gotta shoulder some of this too he does that's and that's that's <laughs> kind of the that's kind of the other interesting part about this and you know Raz we we talk about this and like we, we I'll get back into the grade in a little bit but like <laughs> the Lakers the Lakers and the Knicks. Are living in two different, totally different, you know, just realities, but they have a lot of the same issues. When we just talk about, you know, disarray and instability and lack of clear long-term vision, that's going just to end dysfunctional up dysfunctional organization. Yeah, there's a lot of other words we could have used there that would have, you know, hit it perfectly. But yeah, we we talk about we talk about the Lakers and yeah, right. You said how does how does Plinka not get an A? It's just like dog, you've had. And obviously, what is this year twenty for Braun? Year nineteen, whatever it is. This is I, coming. This is year twenty. Yeah, this is year twenty. I can't keep up anymore. He's been in the league my entire life, uh, to be <laughs> honest. But we, when we talk about you know the the dwindling years uh, coming down the mountain for LeBron as you know whatever top two three best player, wherever you want to put Braun in that conversation of where he you know belongs among the all time greats, we spoke about maximizing a roster around LeBron James if you're in that situation and you know there's a there's a gift and a curse to you know having LeBron if you look at just the team that he's left and how they were in massive disarray um the second he he dipped out of Cleveland the second he dipped out of Miami both times the second he dipped out of Miami and we just saw what happened to those teams afterwards so you know when we you know grading AGM and and their ability to and especially for this Lakers team you know the AD trade it, like they won a chip, it was a, it was a success. So like, but yeah, I don't. I I'd probably give him a C plus if I had to put a grade on it because he. That's so we run around in the same place. Yeah, you B, see, but B, I feel like you got to grade it with a curve. Like, nah, like, like nah. it has to be graded on a curve. He's hamstrung with LeBron's timeline. He's hamstrung by LeBron's influence. Um, he got a chip out of it. Yes, the team is going to be a shit show when Braun leaves. <laughs> unless you, unless, unless I mean, too. yeah, but he, I mean, you have AD in theory, right? Whatever that gets you, you could at least offload that asset if you want to start a full rebuild. Um, so it's like you, you graded on a curve. He, he won in a, he won at a time in which he probably shouldn't have, right? Like nobody's winning championships this late. So it's like you took the risk, you brought Braun to LA. You got a ring out of it. You're trying to get another one. It's probably not going to happen. But for the four or five years you four or five years you had Braun, you were relevant. You got a ring, and you had all of these external factors you were GMing against. I mean, I don't know how you don't grade it on a curve. And I hate the Lakers, but what I'm saying, like, you got to grade his work on a curve because he's really, in theory, his hands are tied. Maybe, nah. maybe it is unfair. I'll let you go in a second, Aji. Maybe, maybe it is unfair to Palenka because, like I said, we'll, we'll never really know the the true answer to. Like last year's Lakers team, from everything we heard, and I know um, Demar Derozan recently on the JJ Reddick podcast spoke about it. He said he thought the deal to the Lakers was 
was done. We thought it was complete. We don't know exactly how these, you know, there's a lot of, you know, hands in the in the kitchen, a lot of, you know, whatever, spatulas, however that fucking saying goes of, about <laughs> being in the kitchen at the same time. There's a lot of people, you know, who, who are putting their input out on this Lakers team. We don't know, like, was it a LeBron final say? Was it? It sounds like they they did sign off on the on the Westbrook thing, but they like definitely. even even if I'm giving even if you know with a grain of salt, I think in general, aside from the 2019 season, I can safely say that, and it, like it's impossible to know like what actual control over basketball influences LeBron actually have. You know, he probably you know on big moves. I think you know it's it's safe to say. You know, LeBron has a has an impact on that. So Westbrook, you know, yeah, Bron, I, and I've tweeted this before. Bron, if whatever Bron's impact he had on Westbrook to the Lakers is kind of just telling us Bron, it's just foreshadowing that Bron might be like the Michael Jordan of GMs. Whenever he gets this team that he wants to own in the future, if he gets it in Vegas, like he acts, it's just like, bro, if you, like, I've watched LeBron his whole career. We've all watched LeBron his whole career. Knowing what we know, watching, you know, the twilight of Russell Westbrook's career and the issues that, you know, just come with him being such a ball-dominant player, it's just like, dude, who is really going to be like – and it's, it's even like, theoretically, maybe Braun and Westbrook could work. But when you have, like, AD on that roster who, you know – Aside from the bubble, you know, he has his, you know, he has his gravity, but it's not like outside perimeter shooting that is really scaring anybody. So, like I said, we'll never really know what LeBron's impact on on that team was or, or just the roster uh, decision. But, yeah, for, for me at least and, and the Palinka thing, like one, one more time, aside from 2019 where he got KCP, JaVale, um, Dudley, Caruso, you know, other than that, like even the THC contract, was that just clutch? There's been a lot of stuff in the – you know, Palenka era to where, you know, somebody has to get the blame of being at the top of the organization. It doesn't really seem to be, you know, clicking and especially when they're struggling to really put those, you know, secondary supporting pieces around uh, Bron and AD, which we should all, you know, assume is going to be a championship contender. So it's it remains to be seen, but I, I think at least moving on to, to the next part. And like I said, I mean, Raz, where do, where do you want to go? There, there's a million, you know... <laughs> To, to peel back the onion. Wait, the wait, Raz, what, what was your grade? What was your grade on Palenka? A? I'm just, I'm just going to give him an A, bro. I watched Isaiah Thomas be a GM, bro. Leave me alone. <laughs> all right, <bro>. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I, I watched all of that, man. Like, all right, best. Jerome James contracts, all of that. Yeah, it's an A. We can, we can get into – we can get, also get into, you know, just some of the pieces that um, the aforementioned GM has brought in. Um, you know, how do you see players like Schroeder? Um, is Kendrick Nunn ever ever going to play again? Um, Lonnie, <laughs> Lonnie, Lonnie he is, right? <laughs> he's been killing shit in the preseason. Uh, Wait, he played preseason gotta, for us last year. I gotta see, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I gotta see him playing this season. Like, I, I can't believe it until I see it type shit. But, like, you know, Lonnie Walker, that's a lot of that's a high upside move. Pat Bev, you know, what you're gonna get from him. Like, what do you what do you guys see as some of the lineup combinations that they're gonna be able to throw out there? What do you think is the best lineup? Um, and which which new addition are you the most excited about this year? Um, for me, I think our best lineup is undoubtedly AD at the five, uh, LeBron at the four, and kind of running like a, a small ball kind of defensive lineup. But I mean, I think our biggest pickup this offseason was Darvin Ham. I'm very, very excited about adding Darvin Ham as a coach and like 
just looking at the offensive sets we've been running in preseason, like it's 10 times better than anything we've ran in the past five years. And just like being, and obviously he's running like a four out one in thing and teams run that all over the league. But like, I just think it looks way better than it looked last year. Granted, like we didn't see much of AD LeBron and, and Westbrook on the court, but I'm, I'm definitely excited about the prospect of it. Um, In terms of like players, I'm I'm excited about Pat Bev. Like I've always thought that he was one of those players that like you you hate when you play against, but would love if they're on your team. And so now he's on our team. And you know I love him. I think he's gonna be a dog for us as per usual. I'm really excited about his second year, Austin Reeves. Um, I very very much so enjoy him. I think he might be in our starting lineup. I swear to God, I think we could end up starting something like Russ. I feel like we got to start Lonnie Walker because we gave him the MLE, but like, I also feel like he's going to end up coming off the bench. So I feel like we're probably going to start Russ, Kendrick Nunn, Lonnie Walker. I mean, Kendrick Nunn, Austin Reeves, LeBron AD, something like that. But I'm not exactly ecstatic about that lineup, but it is what it is. I think we have 10,000 guards and not enough minutes to go around between Russ, Dennis Schroeder, Austin Reeves, a guard, Lonnie Walker's a guard. Uh, Scotty Pippen Jr. is probably not going to play. Pat Bev, Kendrick Nunn, all guards, and all you would think would have a spot in the rotation. But um, I don't know exactly how Darmaham's going to make that work. I know they talked about having Pat Bev, like looking at him as a wing defender, but that's only going to work for some. Like if we're playing the Bucks, like Chris Middleton is killing Pat Bev, so like there's there's not much he can do on deep like uh, taller offensive guys like that. But like I said, I'm excited to see how it works. Uh, I'm excited for the prospect of Lonnie Walker, and uh, I want to hear what y'all have to say about our roster. So, <laughs> I mean, just to just to pop in for a second, yeah, the the Pat Bev thing, I, he 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 is a wing not necessarily. Like um like yeah, he like you don't really want him guarding some of like the bigger guys. But watching Pat Bev very closely last season, like it's not necessarily something that you know I thought he would like. He like if he, it, mouse in the house situations where he's on a bigger guy, like he he's strong enough to where like he can keep his own. Um, the problem with Pat Bev is like, especially last season, watching him on the Wolves, the, the more the season progressed and it kind of just, you know, the crescendo happened for him in the, in the postseason to where he, you know, basically became the point guard in, in the postseason for them. So yeah, Pat Bev, you know, you want to see him more off ball and, you know, just the fact that he can, you know, space the floor and, you know, even though his three point percentage has been trending down the last couple of years of his career. But even if you throw like a 34, 35%, you know, outside shooter, that's a low streaky on this Lakers team. Um, that is a massive improvement from some of the other um, just uh, floor spacing options that they did have out there. Uh, Lonnie Walker is another one of these guys to where, um, you know, just watching him, it's very easy. He, he does, he's a athletic, you know, wonder, like he does incredibly, insane athletic feet um feats on the court um his body control is insane um his jumping ability is probably inside like the the uh you know the upper 10 percent of just nba players like he is a insane you know athlete um his issues are kind of you know the idea of lonnie walker has always been better than you know the actual functional product of lonnie walker uh, particularly for this year um defensively he's always had an inconsistent defensive motor um, and the jump shot has always um, kind of never really been there for him. Looking at last season, he shot 32% last season on uh, 340 attempts. And, um, you know, the, the, the years previous, he shot 37. And, um, you know, the, the year before, he didn't really play a lot. 
Um, but yeah, you you gotta hope that he's able to kind of you know tighten up some some of the stuff on the uh, margins for a guy like Lonnie Walker. Um, is he a better fit for this team than say like a Malik Monk? Um, I don't really think so. But um, you know, athletically, he could give you a lot. Um, and yeah, like this this roster in general, when we just talk about it, like it's kind of um, it's weird. Yeah, I, I do think like like <laughs> you mentioned like you mentioned earlier, Najee about. You know, Darvin Ham and him having his work cut out because um, I just look at this roster and I'm unsure what the true upside is. And that's the scary part about when you have, you know, LeBron and AD. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit more about AD and Russ specifically, guys. So, I mean, let's let's start on let's start on Russ. I mean, Najee, we could go we could go to you. On this, um, especially after watching last season, man. Um, I like Raz, I, I swear, I swear we had this conversation, um, when we did the over under show Western Conference last season, and we talked about the Lakers. And um, I had my questions about the fit, and I said it on the pod to where it was like it kind of just feels like this is going to be set up for Russ to be scapegoated and be the fall guy. And you know, Russ is who Russ is for better and for worse. Um, this is kind of how you know the latter stage of Russ's career always felt like it was going to go. It never seemed like it was going to be, you know, an easy transition for Russ into the, you know, the backstage of his career as a supporting guy. And we're going to see if, if Darvin Ham is able to get Russ to buy in on that like six man role, like just even if they win like 41 games, give him, give him coach of the year. I really mean that. But for you, for you, at least Najee and I know Lakers fans got caught up in the pipe dream, Coke dreams of possibly, you know, <laughs> Um, step back, Sebi, Kyrie Irving, reaching, finding a way to uh, to the crypto for for this upcoming season and in, in, in the backstage of the Brian AD, you know, combination. But for you, at least for Russ, is there anything salvageable? At least you know the Lakers are on their crying stay thing, possibly just because nobody else really the market for Russ wasn't that great, or they just couldn't find um, something that worked out for for each party. So. What are you expecting from Russ? And like, I mean, just to, you know, I, I, I if if you've heard one Laker fan talk about the Russ experience last season, you've probably heard them all speak about yep. the Russ experience. But in your eyes, is this just a sunk sunken cost, or is anything salvageable in the Russ experience? Um, I think, and I think I've tweeted this before. I think as as long as we have Russ, like we're not real contenders for NBA championship. You feel me? Like I just don't think. That the, when you look at the teams in the West, hell, when you look at the teams in the league, like, and you match our roster up against that, especially with the weird fit, like, we're already jamming a square peg into a round hole, whatever that saying is, like, it's already going to be so difficult for us to make shit work in the regular season. Like, if we even make it to the postseason, I just don't see a, a, a way in which we can realistically have Russ out there for meaningful playoff minutes and not get clapped. Like we, we've proven, like we, we played the Rockets in the the chip year and we stopped, like Russ was a non-factor. And so I don't see, like, there's a proven formula for how to stop Russ. There's also a proven formula for a team that works around LeBron and Rob Palenka said, Fuck that. We're going to build whatever I want to build. Or LeBron said fuck it. Or we LeBron don't know. said fuck it. Yeah, both of them, 50-50, who cares? The Lakers said fuck that and decided to build whatever the fuck roster they wanted to. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not big on the whole – I don't think it's salvageable. To, to answer the question, I don't think it's salvageable. Um, I think 
I think it's definitely going to be a rough season. I think hopes are like hopes are at an all time high right now because we look decent in the preseason. Darvinham is doing shit offensively that we haven't seen. Russ looks pretty good, you know, but like we were hype about last season coming in and things quickly went downhill. So I, I feel like once we start playing in the regular season, our schedule is also beast to start out. Like we play in insanely nice teams for our first 10 games. So I think the the team morale goes down relatively quickly. Um, Darvin Ham is talking about having Russ buy-in on the defensive end. I don't see that happening. Um, and yeah, I, I wish we could have traded Russ, but I, Teams are trying to fleece us. And so I understand why we didn't. Like giving up two first for Buddy Heald and Miles Turner is kind of crazy, especially when no team is offering the Pacers a first for either one of them. So I'm I I I understand why we Nobody didn't do it. Miles Turner, man. That's what I'm saying. I understand why we didn't do it. And I'm okay with not doing it. But like then we we made our bed and now we have to line it, type of thing. Like we we knew what the, the consequences were trading for us. Like it could have been really well, it could have gone really well, or it could have gone really bad, and it's gone really bad. And so now we have to go run through this last year and accept the consequences of our actions. So I mean for you, for you, Raz, um for this next part of this conversation, which I feel like is the maybe the biggest elephant of the room that kind of, you know, has, you know, it kind of gets, you know, covered and hidden because of some of the other, you know, just storylines that are surrounding this team. But obviously when it was all put together and, you know, clutch put, you know, the 10 step plan to get AD to LA, obviously AD being that, that one-on-one, you know, being, you know, growing into the alpha as, you know, he gets into his late twenties and early thirties, um, that was kind of the idea here. Um, where are you at on, on AD right now? Obviously, you know, the, the, nick, the nickname Street street Clothes, as as Charles Barkley <laughs> did, you know, label him. You know, it's, that's that's doing his numbers out here, man. And, you know, it's always tough. Um, to, I mean, <laughs> like, whether wherever you get your, your in-game, um, you know, updates of any type of NBA injury stuff, there's always the – you know, you'll catch like randomly in the second or third quarter, like Anthony Davis is heading back to the locker room. It happens. It's been happening multiple times. You know what I'm saying? A year, uh, a couple of times a month, you usually get it with AD. But like in terms of, you know, just being that, where are you like, where are you at on AD? Because I think him, his actual, you know, standing in the league is, is kind of interesting to where we've had people used to throw AD in the top five discussion a couple of years ago. People used to be on the heels with, you know, guys like um, like Giannis. I'm not making this stuff up. Right now, he still seems like it's. It feels like it was a long time ago. And how old is AD? What 28 yeah. at this point? If that, uh, yeah, I want to say he's 28 or maybe 29. Um, I, I mean, look, AD, <clears throat> AD has all the talent in the world. He, how much is he? How old is he? He turns 30 in March. Yeah, Fuck. 29. That's the same yeah. nuts, bro. I mean, well, I'm 30, so I guess it's, 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 it makes sense. I guess, right? We watch you get drafted at 19, though, Raz. Like, it's the numbers, the numbers is different. Yeah, we was drinking bullshit. Look at 19. Bro. What do you? <laughs> it's the same thing. We drink. We drinking that good now. It's the same. It's the same, it's the same progression. How you um, need holding up, bro? You know. <laughs> track it feels no joke. Um, but yeah, I think. I think what it comes down to is uh, 
you know, is he going to take that next step? We've been waiting on that next step, and he might not might not be that guy. LeBron has asked him to take that step, so we'll see if he has it in him this year. But, um, you know, that's that's left to be seen. I mean, so for you, for you Najee, like when he is on the like, what do you what do you see from like AD? Like, what, what's your temperature on on like AD coming into the season? Um, I'm I'm really excited about the prospect of him as long as he stays healthy. Uh, obviously, he hasn't played 65 games and or 65 plus games in a while. I think since like as a Laker. yeah, as yeah, a Laker. exactly. So it, it since he was a Pelican, he hasn't played 65. So it's it's been and he's talking about he wants to play 60 plus, 70 plus. I don't know exactly how that's <laughs> how that's gonna work out. But when he's on the court, I still like him. I still think he's like a top 15 kind of guy. Um, I don't see him in that top 10 range anymore. Like coming off the bubble season, AD was like top eight, top nine. You know, he was in that, that realm. Like he, he, people were legitimately like talking about AD and Giannis. And then obviously Giannis is the best player in the league and Anthony Davis is taking a step back. But when AD's on the court with LeBron, like I, I, I like our chances against any team in the league. Um, I think we still have one of the better duos in the NBA. Like as long as they're like fully healthy, um, and so, yeah, I, I'm I'm excited about the prospect of AD this season. As long as he stops taking those damn threes, really gets get starts getting into the I mean, paint. That's, that's the way the NBA is, man. He got to get them threes up. I know, and I, I I don't want him to stop taking them. What I really want to say is that if, as long as he would make them more often, um, especially last season, he, he he's was, not going to. So he was really bad. <laughs> that, that's what he shoots it at. You would really like you would like him to, to face up and get to the basket, I assume. Yeah, I want to face up against the basket. I really like the pick and roll game with him. Damn, I like the pick and roll game with him and Russ. Um, I like the pick, obviously the pick and roll game with him and LeBron. Um, anytime AD, he his free throws, obviously they took a step back percentage wise last season, but he was still taking them at a pretty good clip. So when he's in the paint, I like it. When he's outside the paint, it's not, it's not, it's not the wave. So if we get back again, Anthony Davis coming downhill, uh, I'm, I'm gonna be excited. Yeah, so like that's that's definitely it'll, it'll be interesting because that's definitely I hope it would be cool to see like some like a revenge season from from AD and people have to put um, some respect back on his name. So I mean, at, at least for you, Naj, we'll go we'll go back to you on this. Just for like other other general thoughts, random you know musings, just just ideas that you have. Like like I'm just trying to see like because that's the like I said earlier, um, when you have when you give up the farm, you give up you know, all of the lottery picks, top five picks that you've accumulated over like a four or five, you know, year span and you go all in for AD trade, you know, obviously you want to think that you have a a possibility to win a chip year in, year out. So I'm Mm -hmm. trying to see like what, what needs to go right to even get to that conversation. You kind of spoke about it with the Westbrook thing, but just looking at the other secondary guys on this team, like what else do you see as having the effect to like either, you know, somebody who might be able to give the give the Lakers some, you know, good in a, in a actual playoff series or even like regular season success might be, you know, you have to consider that. Like if this team ends up 45 and a half wins is a lot. 45 but and like, a lot. That's a lot of wins. But like if, if this team ended up winning like 48, 49, like let's say like let's get crazy and say they win 50. And we're talking like Brown, AD, MVP talks. But like. All the secondary guys on the team. What else like really sticks out to you as you know question marks or just thoughts that they um could have a big part on the season? Um, I really like the the whole Lonnie. Like I said, I think Austin Reeves is gonna be 
a really big part of our rotation in his second year. Um, he's been doing a lot of ball handling in scrimmages and like in preseason games. Uh, so I think that's kind of the, the plan for him this season to be kind of like a secondary ball handler off the bench or like I don't like him as a ball handler in our starting lineup if he does start. But um, off the bench, I kind of like it, even though we have so many guards. Um, I really do like Lonnie Walker. I think the pitch to get him to come because he turned down like more money elsewhere. Like I think they gave him like the Malik Monk pitch. Like, hey, you saw what happened to Malik Monk. He signed the one year deal. He played pretty well for the Lakers. And then he went and signed a longer term deal with Sacramento. So like to give Lonnie Walker that pitch, he obviously has to play a decent amount of minutes for it to matter. Uh, and so I'm, I'm really excited about Lonnie Walker, like you said. Uh, super athletic. He didn't shoot the three ball that well last season. There's only 31.4%. But um, at least in his words, over the offseason, he's worked on shooting his spot up threes and his in his corner three. So I'm excited to see how that goes. Um, outside of that, oh, I am excited about Kendrick Nunn. Um, he did he's been playing really well in the preseason, but he did play in the preseason first last year and then didn't play a single regular season game. He's never played a regular season game as a Los Angeles Laker, which is just insane. And so I'm excited to see what he does for us. Uh, I think he's one of those like microwave kind of guys. And so um, I'm excited to see what that does for us in our lineup because I don't think we really had, oh, I guess Malik Monk is kind of like that. But um, I, I think Kendrick Nunn will look good next to LeBron and Anthony Davis. Um I'm excited about Dennis Schroeder too, even though our last stint didn't go too well with him. And like, I'm excited about all of these guards. You feel me? Like, and there's just not enough minutes for all of them to make a significant impact. And so I do feel like a trade needs to be made. I, I want to say around the trade deadline, uh, I know the Pacers thing is the, the biggest talk. Like, they want to tank for Wemby, and we want to get Buddy Hill and Miles Turner in. So if they want to take around – if they're trash around the trade deadline and they want to take Russ and buy him out uh, and not want two firsts from us, and I, I'd give them a first and a second or a first and a lottery-protected other first. But um, they, uh, they have to be willing to do that. So we'll see around the trade deadline what happens. But I definitely think there's no way as currently constructed this team wins the chip just because we don't have enough wing depth and in a wing, like when you look at the top teams, they all have a very, very dominant wing that you have to account for. And like, I don't think we're going to want LeBron or AD guarding them most of the time. So uh, I definitely think we need some wing help and that's probably going to be our biggest downfall of the season, just overall size, to be completely honest. LA, think, LA's uh, not a, the Lakers aren't a bad Jay Crowder fit either. And even like you can't trust Jay Crowder to hit threes in the playoffs or anytime shit is tight. <laughs> but you know, even a third, like I said earlier, thirty four percent shooter on on the Lakers is an improvement. Hundred percent. I like Jay Crowder, and he requested the trade from Phoenix. I don't know what they're looking for for him, but I would assume they want a first. I'm not they're exactly. Not getting, they're not getting the first. For Jay they're not getting the first, but they probably asked. They're not getting the first for Jay Crowder. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I mean, I think the best part is, you know, regardless of all of this that you've, you know, you've spoken truth, you've spoken facts, the majority of y'all are going to still convince yourself this is a championship I'm season. I'm already locked so, in, bro. I'm so, so, <laughs> so, 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 it's like. I'm so convinced it's myself like, already. So what is, what, what is it? And, you know, what is the move? Do you think the Buddy Hill, Miles Turner move is a move that gets you to the championship? Like what, what is that? What is the perfect move for you? With this roster even, right even now, not, like and, and to like even to you know rephrase that a little bit, Raz, because do I think Buddy Hill, Miles Turner, take them 
Do I think that Did moves the needle? Probably not. <laughs> I mean, we, we, might, we might be talking. We might be talking a little bit, like maybe like second round. Like now we're talking about like a dependent matchup, like and you could possibly get to you know the the West Coast Finals. But like like I said, it's gonna make a trade like that, and you're gonna need AD and Braun to, to turn back the clock at that point and be the best selves, best versions of themselves to really have that. But I mean, I think just in, in terms of the future of the Lakers. Um, kind of aside from from this season, like how long? Kind of like what do you what do you see happening in the next few years? Obviously, uh, Bron signed the extension for for this season um, to take him up. Um, I will look at that in a second. But obviously, we know AD is um, also under his extension. But like, what else do you see for this team? Because uh, there was obviously the um, you know the the end of the Kobe era, the post Kobe era. Um, yeah, uh, LeBron and AD are both, they both have player options in 24-25. So that would be one more full season um, after this year, and then either of them could bounce. But, like, what do you kind of see, like, it, like in terms of, like, possibly, like, let's let's get on to, we know Lakers fans love their Photoshop. We know they love, you know <laughs> what I'm saying, <laughs> you know, coming up with, you know, dream scenarios that might happen in the future. What, like, how long do you see this ad brown window staying open and like what would you do to really you know take care of it and like try and maximize that window I let's think, get crazy we get crazy now like it, like we can say a little bit in the realm of possibility but but you know we could we could get a little crazy now i i think we have a very short window like I think I think LeBron's dead ass about wanting to play with Brownie. So like whenever he comes in the league, I think Braun is dipping. So uh, I, th- I think that's two years from now. Uh, so I think we have a two, three year window. Uh, and then after that, I'm I'm not too like high on what we look like with just Anthony Davis, because obviously Russ is gone at the end of the season. So with just Anthony Davis, a 31, 32 year old Anthony Davis, like I don't think we're going to get anything crazy back for him in a trade. So I and I also don't think we're just going to let him walk. So I think we probably end up keeping AD. Um, if you want to get crazy. I think Jason Tatum is destined to be a Laker, if we're being honest. Uh, my son wants – he's a Kobe stan. You say you want to get crazy, my boy, so let's get crazy. He's I've heard crazy things. Uh, talk to he's me. A, I've heard crazy things. He's a Kobe stan. You, you know they're photoshopping right now. They're <laughs> cooking up the jersey, cooking up the jersey swap as we speak. <laughs> he's a Co- – I got to look at his contract, but he's a he's a Kobe stan. Uh, obviously, I don't know if we would ever trade for him. Like, what the Celtics would never the trade Celtics him to not, us. They're not picking up the that Celtics would, ball, bro. Yeah, the Celtics would never <laughs> trade him to us. But whatever needs to happen, the crazier things have happened. You feel me? So, Tatum is a free agent in 25-26, uh, so it'll be 2026. He has a – he has a, a team a player option for that year, but sorry to cut you off. I truly believe that he will opt out and become a Los Angeles Laker. I'm not gonna lie. I think he wants to be a Laker. I think, especially if we don't win the chip before then, which we probably won't, and the Celtics don't win a chip before then, which I hope they don't. I, he wants to bring number 18 to the Lakers. You feel me? Like that means something to him. I feel like it does. He wants. He loves him. So he was texting Kobe before the game for the chip game for the nice. Eastern Conference Finals chip game. He wants to be a Laker, bro. As much as people don't want to believe it, he want to be a Laker. He want to bring us a chip. He want to post uh, something on his Instagram about "I got you, Kobe." Blah blah blah. He wants to be a Laker, bro. I'm telling you now, the next great Laker is gonna be Jason Tatum. Um, so 
you know, take do with that what you must. But that's what I think our future looks like. That would that would be disgusting. Um, I think you know I've seen I've seen people do coward things. It, this isn't a coward move, so I'm not I'm not gonna call the man it, a coward. It's not, it's not. This is this is definitely not running away from the grind. This is running to the no. grind. Yes, this is definitely running to the ground, but it's just, bro, it's disgust. Like, come on, you you have to. I know these young players don't care about nothing. None of these rivalries matter to them. But yo, going from being the best player on the Celtics to to going being the best player on the Lakers, there there are bodies in the ground right now that would rise. <laughs> Ed start a zombie apocalypse over some shit like that. So it's like it's like you can't. It, it's it's really it's really disgusting. It's bad work. Like Red Auerbach is he he go, he he put a cigar out on Jason Tatum's forehead if he found out some shit like this. So, like, so like, that's why I'm like that's why I'm like yeah this is crazy. But at the end of the day, it's kind of not. It's kind of not though. Like you can <laughs> like, see it. Like it's not that far fetched. You feel me? Like. We would say what you want about the Lakers, bro, but even being as horrible as we had been, LeBron still wanted to come here because we're the Lakers. Like, so we're not going out sorry for long. So some some star is going to come here because we're the Lakers and they're going to want to get us that number 18th chip, the most of any franchise in the NBA. We got this narrative. You feel me? Like, you come to Lakers, you get them 18, you're a part of that team. That's legacy right there. And I, Jason Tatum is the kind of man that wants that legacy. So I think that he's going to want to be But couldn't he just run up in Boston and get he them the rings too? Teams. It's the same. That's what I'm saying. Like, what's the... The vibe's not the same. Let's be real. The vibe's not the same. Kobe ain't played for them Celtics. You know what I mean? The vibe's not the same. Let's 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 be real. Honestly, out of all you know, just the, the fanfic theories that you could have thrown out there. Now, this one, you know, I think I think this might... I, like I said, a couple... A couple we're talking... Um, yeah, 25, 26. You know what I'm saying? This this is a couple years of disappointment. It's gonna start bubbling. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna we're gonna get the Malika and you sit down on a random, you know what I'm saying, January afternoon. And Jason Tatum's like, I'm not really happy here in Boston right now. Yo, you're gonna get that Woj bomb. That's like Los Angeles Lakers are signing forward Jason Tatum to up. You're gonna get it, bro. I'm telling you. I can see it. I can see Tatum in the corner looking at Marcus Smart South selection. Like, what are we <laughs> what are we doing here? But that's that's neither here nor there. Um, we could give official over under uh caps here predictions. So I mean, Naj, you are our, our guest for the night, oh, of course. <laughs> 45 and a half victories in the NBA this season. Like, are you going over or under for the Lakers? 45 and a half. So you gotta win 46. Uh, I did my Western Conference like playoff predictions or standing predictions and i had the lakers as the eight seed so i feel like i have to go over because i had them above the maps to be completely honest so i'm gonna go over i'm gonna say they get over 45 and a half raz looks so unamused (laughs) (laughs) i mean i think we asking a lot man we asking for we asking for the team to to gel um we're asking for some health um, with legs with lots of miles on them, and then you know Anthony Davis, um, a lot of a lot of new things, a new coach. Um, there's just a lot going on over there in this, and you know the West Conference isn't as good as the East per se, but there's a lot of you know they got to run into the Warriors four times. Like you got to think about the teams they got to play within that you know that conference and that division, and it's. 
back to backs ain't happening like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like you're gonna get some low management as well. You're just gonna be trying to get into the plane to to work your way into the into the to the playoffs. So I'm going with the under. Yeah, I, I feel like our our peak is a is an eight seed. Like, there's no way we're a top six seed in the West. Yeah, for you know all of our gamblers out there, um, you know I would not I would not touch this over under number. <laughs> I, 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 I like it's another one of these teams to where I do feel like bet, taking the the championship odds is better money than um, taking the regular season over. Um, I I can you know I can see a world where they win forty six games. Like it's not like. There's still there's still the bronze stand in me that's like I feel like this might be we might get a you know Braun was incredible and like we we've we it's about to be 45 minutes of he almost won the scoring title. We haven't talked about LeBron. <laughs> we have not said one thing about LeBron and kind of just talks to how incredible he was because even you know what I'm saying shout out to the uh Jackson podcast YouTube reels, like even making the LeBron highlight reel. I'm like, yo, this like Braun was Braun himself as an individual was hooping. If this was, was one of the most, <laughs> it was one of the most, you know what I'm saying? I had 40 y'all niggas lost like scenarios <laughs> that I've ever seen in my life because Braun was consistently hooping. He was carrying that team by thread. Literally, um the Lakers team was hanging on the same way Braun's hairline was, was hanging on. It wasn't it wasn't. It wasn't looking pretty. Bron. Bron was doing everything he was. He, he possibly could have, um, except you know, trying hundred percent on defense. But really, can't blame him, um, for that. But yeah, Bron was you know legitimately incredible. So, um, if Bron is 95 percent of what he was last year, um, and this team is, you know, it just kind of talks to the to the um, you know, how shitty that roster was last season. But this roster is more improved. There is more, you know, legit legitimate NBA. Um, you know, talent around him, but um, there's still a lot of holes on this roster. With that being said, but you know, I do think LeBron MVP odds not a not a bad not that's not bad if you got you know you got a 20, 25 ski, a low fifty fifty ski hanging around there. <laughs> the odds I, I might pull it up on the FanDuel app right now. Uh, Najee, I don't know. The odds might not be looking too bad. Wait, I got for... you. Hold on, hold it. I got you. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> so, so LeBron MVP odds. I was just looking at the Kawhi Leonard MVP odds, so it's up for me. Um, the LeBron MVP odds. I feel like he he's he's definitely up there. It's not like a crazy number. It is. He is plus thirty two hundred. So it is kind of crazy number. The money, bro, for LeBron. <laughs> yeah, you you put a you put a fifty, you put a fifty on that, you win sixteen hundred. Yeah, I could, I could. Yeah, I put a little chicken on it. You know, I'm, I'm. If I was, if I was a gambling man, um, you know, you know, I've lost fifteen on worse, is what I'm saying. Um, on, on worse bets for sure. <laughs> that fifteen dollars I put on the Knicks to win the chip every year. <laughs> You, you, that's, I said, a, that's a habit. You gotta do it. Yeah, I said I said all of that to say that there's then them niggas not winning 46 right now. It's not happening. It's not happening. But um, yeah. you know, I would if if it does happen, you know, LeBron is gonna be clawing for his life. Um, and Darvin Ham probably is gonna get some coach of the year votes um on there, and you know, Russ is probably gonna end up in you know some, somewhere else, but that remains to be seen. 
but I mean, Raz, that that'll wrap us up, man. You you can't take take us out of here, my G. Yeah, man. You know we know the Lakers. The Lakers fans are are nuts. Um, you gotta respect it in some sense, and you gotta laugh at it in, in many others. Um, you know I think I think we we are. We're we're waiting to see what year twenty of Braun looks like. You know we haven't seen a player play at this level, um, and like this, you know, this long for for forever. You know we he's been in the league our whole life, so we'll we'll sit here and sit back and watch the the Braun show. But as for your championship aspirations, Lakers fans, pack them up. Uh, <laughs> we will be bringing back this content shortly. This is the draft season podcast. Please like subscribe before we um, get out of here now you know, plug the, yeah plug the plug the pod plug all the good shit let don't people worry, know where they can catch you and, and everything before we get out of here bro where y'all can follow me on twitter at Najee adams underscore follow the pod on twitter at run it up pod uh we're basically everywhere y'all listen to podcasts where you wherever you listen to this podcast at go look up run it up podcast and it'll yes, pop sir. up so um yeah that's that's where you can find me at on the gram at Najee adams and uh yeah shout to y'all y'all doing big shit so keep it up y'all Appreciate you, my guys. Drafts and podcast. We're definitely gonna be back with another NBA team preview coming shortly. Make sure you guys running those subs up for us. We're gonna be back with more content shortly.